Hello, ladies. I have something special in store for you guys. And let me tell you, this beautiful woman of God, oh, you're going to love her. So you need to get your pens ready, your paper ready, your cell phones, whatever you take notes on, because she's going to be dropping the bombs. But let me just tell you, we just started talking before the show, and we know the enemy is really attacking us. So I think we just need to pray. Miss Jennifer, would you like to pray for us this morning? Absolutely. Good morning. Good morning or afternoon, wherever you're listening. Uh, let's just go to God because we can drop and pray anytime. And that's what I love about our Father. So, Lord, we just give you glory, honor, and praise first and foremost for this beautiful day that you've allowed us to see, God. We are already rejoicing and glad to be in it. We thank you, Lord, for this conversation. We thank you for the women or the people who will be listening in, God. We thank you that we invite you to this conversation that you may have your way. Speak a word that will help that person, that woman, that man, that boy, that child um, to uh, bless them exactly what where they are. God, we just thank you for so many things that you're doing in our lives. And we just bless this conversation and ask that you would have your way. We release our wills to you. And God, we invite you in. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Before we get started, Miss Jennifer, ah, let me tell you guys, I met this phenomenal woman in P2P, which is Purpose the platform, um, a program that you probably heard me speak about on this show <laughs> because it's awesome. Patrice Washington is the bomb. Amen. And I met Miss Jennifer, and she she's amazing too. Like our group, all of us are amazing. <laughs> yes, it, it's just incredible what God is doing in our lives. And I don't feel like it's just us in this small group. Everywhere I look, I really do feel like God is moving in so many people's lives. So, Miss Jennifer, can you just quickly introduce yourself to us? Absolutely. Well, my name is Jennifer Bell, and I am on a mission to be fit for him, God, that is, physically, mentally, financially, and spiritually. Why? So I can do all that God is calling me to do with the spirit of excellence. I am a mom of three amazing adult human beings, and I've been married to my dear friend, sweetheart, first and only husband for almost 32 years. And uh, I'm a former school administrator, turned entrepreneur, health and wellness influencer, and now a transformational speaker where I help women find freedom to thrive in life. Freedom through forgiveness, through their faith, and also their health. Health being not the uh, absence of disease or infirmity, but health meaning that state or that condition of being sound in our mind, in our body, in our spirit. And I'm just so happy to be with you this morning. Yeah. Thank you. What a lovely intro. Oh my God. I have to work on mine because y'all just be spitting it out and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that, that's that Patrice Washington. <laughs> she helped with all of that, but thank you. Yes. It is beautiful. So you mentioned quite a few things and let me just start off with what put you on the journey that you're on now? Because I know you didn't start here. Oh, absolutely not. Um, let me tell you, I love education. Um, I love what I do. And for me, I've always had a, a weight issue 
which I really didn't think it was a weight issue back then. But as I came into adulthood, I just couldn't seem to keep the weight off. Um, I had low self-esteem. I had um, confidence issues, things of that nature. Although I was high performing, I was always, you know, on the honor roll in school and went on to college and all those types of things. Very high performing woman, but I could not get my weight under control. And it wasn't until I peeled back a few layers to see why I would lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, pretty much whatever Oprah was doing. And I like to say that in a, in a comical way, I was trying it because I was trying to fill a void with something that even losing the weight didn't, didn't feel for me. Because um, 2004, if I can just go there a bit, I had a, a medical uh, challenge they treated me for what they thought I had was a stroke at the age of 38. And I was just remember rushing and rushing and getting ready for that morning to take my kids to school. And I was a teacher at the time. We lived in a foreign country in Turkey and um, just rushing around. Kids, get everything, get your stuff. Why are we so late? And um, anyway, we make it to school okay and, and, and on time. And then later that day, I was rushing to get to choir rehearsal and when it was time to sing, I just fell over. Mm. I fell over. If the lady next to me wasn't standing there, I would have hit the floor. And in that very moment, Sharice, I, I knew God was taking me. I felt like he was taking me because everything started to get really, really dark. And I could hear the people, uh, you know, the ministers are praying in my ears. And, and I asked God right at that very moment, I said, Lord, if you're taking me, can you just give me peace? that my children, my babies will be okay because they were 12, nine and three at the time. And I don't remember hugging them. I don't remember telling them I love them. I don't remember, you know, saying, have a good day. I didn't see my husband that day. And that's just not the way I wanted them to remember the last day with their mom. But God whispered in my ear and he said, no, I'm not taking you. I have a few more things for you to do. So I'm like, okay, praise God. Let them do whatever they wanted to do. I had total peace because I knew I heard from God. So they, they do everything they need to do. Long story short, it was uh, not a stroke. They don't know what it was to this day, but it was a wake-up call for me because I had struggled with my weight for so long. I was overweight. I was exhausted. I was tired. I was sick and tired of being tired. And I just had no, nothing else in me. And I knew my weight was an issue, probably was what caused me to fall over that day. So I, it would take me 10 years from 2004 to 2014, 10 years trying to manage this weight and uh, going on this diet and going on that diet and count points and doing all these things until in 2014, <clears throat> I cried out to God again. I said, God, I can't lose the weight and keep it off. And I'm trying, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Why can't you help me? I'm just crying out to God. Mm -hmm. And then uh, right at that moment, once again, a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, who is a marathon runner, by the way, shared three simple steps with me. Mm -hmm. And she said, Jennifer, maybe it'll help you with your knees. Maybe it'll help you. She didn't mention losing weight. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to try it. I've tried everything else. I'll try it and see what happens. Um, and that was almost seven years ago. So I was able to get the 50 pounds off, keep it off over six years. And then I knew, okay, I'm, I'm at a healthier weight. 
I um, I'm not in danger of some of the things that happens when you are not healthy. And uh, that's why I'm so passionate about being fit for him in our mind, body, and spirit, because it affects so many things in our lives. But then I thought, okay, God, I'm on this, I'm a health and wellness influencer with this uh, a company that I shared the three simple steps. After my friend shared the three step with me and I, you know, used it, it's coming up on seven years. I've lost the weight and have kept it off for over six years now. And I just love um, helping women of faith in particular because uh, we wear so many hats and we're, we put ourselves on the back burner when we truly need to put on our masks first so that we can be all that we need to be for ourselves, for God, for the people we love, etc. But making sure we're taking care of ourselves is top priority first. So, um, and then I was, you know, going through the, the next four or five years, just feeling great. And, uh, but there was something more inside of me that I knew God wanted me to do, but I was just afraid because uh, anyone who's ever come through or survived childhood trauma and, and on this side of it, living their best life and, but haven't dealt with it like I didn't for 39 years. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It was a journey for me to truly forgive because I went through three phases of forgiveness. You know, I forgave with my lips, you know, gave that lip service. Then uh, I forgave with my heart. But then when I forgave with my heart, I thought I am good to go. God can use me. I'm free. But that wasn't the case. I needed my heart to be healed. Mm -hmm. And no one person can do that. No one could do that for me but God. So once I opened up my heart to him and allowed him to heal my hurt, right? Uh, and a lot of this happened with some therapy. I have a Christian therapist and a very, very supportive family. And so I'm here today after a three-year journey of really um, dealing with my heart and the issues with the little Jennifer inside who didn't have the capacity to even understand what had happened to her and why it's showing up in the adult Jennifer's life the way it did once I left uh, education. So God has freed me. I, I've gone through a few steps of how to do that with, you know, challenging my mindset, making sure I got to the heart of the matter. Now I'm getting into my proprietary method called the Thrive Method, um, no doubt. And then uh, initiating change, renewing my mind, and then uh, visualizing where I want to be, where I know God is calling me to be, and then putting the effort behind it. And so this is what I do now. And I help other women find freedom, right? Through forgiveness, through faith and their health. And so for me, coming from behind the ashes, living my authentic self, the enemy cannot hold that over me anymore. Now, here's what I like to tell people all the time. Um, forgiveness is a journey. This doesn't happen overnight. And it's something that for me personally, I work on all the time. And as far as to walking in forgiveness, staying in this lane, knowing that I, I don't want to offend anybody and I don't want to cause offense to other people. I don't want to harbor unforgiveness in any shape, form, or fashion. Why? Because I want to see him one day. And I was so, um, I, I did a poll on my Facebook page one time and I asked, is it easy or hard for you to forgive just to get some feedback? And I was 
Now, I'm not necessarily shocked, but some of the people of faith were saying, well, it just depends on, you know, what that person did or if mm. they harmed my family. I don't know if I can forgive that. And I was like, wow, but God's word says in mm-hmm. Matthew that if you yeah. don't forgive, our father in heaven won't forgive us. And so I always knew that scripture. And that's why I said I went through three phases of forgiveness because I forgave with my lips because that's what the word says to do, right? Mm-hmm. and uh but I still wasn't healed and then mm-hmm. once I really start to work on me forgiving uh with my heart and releasing everything and I want to be clear too just because we forgive does not mean we excuse uh the abuse or we excuse the infraction or whatever the case may be it doesn't mean that we have to reconcile with the abuse or the person who will hurt us it doesn't mean it, or it doesn't mean that uh, if we forgive, then it's like it's never happened. So I want to be very clear because I think that's why I held on for so long because I'm like, if I truly forgive, then that person may think, oh, well, she's fine. It's okay. And then I'm the one over here still in turmoil. But anyway, so all that to say, now this is where I am because I didn't have anyone to talk with when I was going through those 39 years of really just no help at all, no one to talk to. My mother couldn't help me because, you know, we didn't talk about stuff like that uh, back then. Uh, The church, I grew up in the church. I mean, I'm the minister of music. I'm doing all the things, but you didn't talk about that. You just prayed about it, Mm. prayed and fasted about it and give it to the Lord. He'll work it out. And I did that for over these years. I'm like, well, why isn't it worked out? Why do I still feel this way? Why am I having these these thoughts? Why am I even, but I will tell you this. I thank God for his protection during that time because doing a little bit of research on what happens to some who have been abused uh, as children can fall into promiscuity, can fall into alcoholism, drug abuse, even suicide ideations and things of that nature. God protected me from all of that. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. That is so good. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. Oh my gosh, Miss Jennifer, you just said so much. Just so much right now. It was all good. It was all good though. I want to start with first, when you first opened up with your eating and your health journey, how you were trying to fill a void. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Like I, sometimes we don't realize the conditions that we're really in. We pass it off or we don't take time to really look at the full situation. And so we don't realize just how much trouble we're in that something else is going on. Something deeper um, is, is actually there. I think we just rush things too much. And then you, you just mentioned um, a few moments ago, just pray and then move on. We don't really fully connect with God on that relationship level because yes, prayer is a part of it, but it's just a part of it. That's it. Like there's a process. There's a legit working process that God does with us. And a lot of us don't even reach that point, but trying to fill a void. Let me ask you, when did you know that you were trying to fill the void like sometimes we can't even recognize it some is something else there yes uh because i kept going in these cycles 
Mm. I would be high and up and everything's going great and life is great. The kids are acting and behaving right and the job is great. And then I'd go into this deep, not even necessarily, maybe it was depression. I don't know. Because again, I didn't have help during those 39 years, right? I would go get real low and just not love myself, not like myself, but I would show up for everybody else, right? And then um, when it's time for me to look at that woman in the mirror, it's time to get ready for bed. And I'm looking at myself and my, my reflection, right? And I'm looking at me and I'm like, girl, who are you? What are you mm-hmm. doing? And I'm having that conversation with myself, by myself. And a lot of times it led to lots of tears, crying, crying myself to sleep. And then I wake up the next morning because you got to do what you have to do. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. just stop and just mull over. And I was never a person to just, you would never know because I'm going to show up and, and do my job you know, with a spirit of excellence, I'm going to do everything what I need to do because my stuff, my personal issue should not, in my opinion at that time, um, bleed over into my job. I'm here to do mm-hmm. a job and that's what I'm going to do. And in the job uh, as being a principal, you're kind of like a little counselor too for the kids, for the staff, for some of the parents and, you know, some of your colleagues and things like that. But yet and still, no one was there for me, or at least I never let anyone in. So you get into that cycle of just doing what you have to do. You wake up in the morning, you get dressed, you get your kids ready, you go to work, you do your job, you come home, you feed them dinner, you get them ready for bed, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, a continuous cycle. <laughs> yes, and because you, you do it all the time. And then it's not until, well, a couple of things happened with me. God stopped me, um, and this was in 2011, I was a principal in and again, I got sick again. I was like stressed to the max, hair mm. falling out the whole night. So there are different signs. We just ignore them. Yeah. Right. Yep. Because we're going to pray and it's going to be all right. Yeah. But I'm telling you, you don't stop to take care of your body. Your body will stop you. Yeah. And, and can I, can mm-hmm. I interject real quick? Because you guys have heard me before say that my mom um, had a stroke four years ago, but that's why. What Miss Jennifer just said, because she was in this continuous cycle of working, of being stressed out, of having to go, 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 because you got the kids. You have, it's so many things you have to do. You cannot stop, but you have to. Like, yes. if we don't stop, we're going to stop permanently. And that's not, you're not ready to check out yet. That's so right. you have to put a balance to it. Like she was supposed to die. I'm telling you, it was not good, but God just, oh, he's so awesome. He just gave her grace. That's what he did. But we can tell you from experience, it's not worth it to go, go, go. And I asked her this. I'm, I said, mom, do you think you were going to ever stop working if it wasn't for the stroke? And she said, yeah, no, the answer is no, she would not have. My father would not have. And I love just knowing the Lord because I can see the positivity. Mm-hmm. He literally took them out of that crazy cycle. It was scary because again, mm-hmm. she had that stroke, but the grace of God, they have been without um that type of environment for four years because she's been sick but again if they would have stayed in that work 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 stress 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 
everything would have fell apart. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what my book is about. Like I wrote a whole book legit because my I, my parents were working mm-hmm. and we were being raised kind of loosely or by ourselves because mm-hmm. you know they had to work right. it's right. a cycle it is and, and that's why I learned it from I learned it from my parents you know we were latchkey kids as well growing up and you just knew what you needed to do go to school mm-hmm. come home do your chores whatever mm-hmm. um and then you grow up knowing that you need to go to school get an education mm-hmm. get a job and you keep the cycle work for 30 yeah. years whatever and then go bam. go go and, and see, you mentioned that you had to show up with the spirit of excellence because you could not allow the personal life to pour into the um, the educational life or the yes yeah the. But is that really showing up in the spirit of excellence? No, it's not. God wants us to be sound in our minds, our bodies, and our spirit. Think about that. How can you be sound in your mind, your body, and your spirit when, first of all, your body, you're exhausted. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And it seems to be a lot of times the last thing that we really take care of. I I tell Mm -hmm. people this, if our body, inside our body, if you can imagine this, was an actual place of worship. Mm -hmm. And if you walked into this place of worship, that you knew the Holy Spirit Spirit lived there and you saw the pews turned over and trash everywhere and, you know, it's just disarray and it's dirty and un- and not kept and everything. Would you worship there? Wow. Of course not. So oh if you God. think about it, if you go into a place of worship and you walk in and you just sp- feel this spirit of peace and calmness, it's the same thing with our bodies where the Holy Spirit resides. When I got that revelation mm. from uh, in Corinthians, God was saying, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it behooves you to take care of this body because guess what? We only get one. Yeah. And it's the only vehicle that we have to do the things that God is calling us to do on this side. So I tell mm. people, health is not a size, it's not a number on a scale. Again, it's being sound in your mind, body, and your spirit. Why? Because the things that God has designed our fingerprints to do the only way we're going to accomplish it on this side of heaven is through this vehicle called this body. And when he tells us to occupy until he comes, what do you think we're supposed to be doing? Now, I tell people, yes, you're going to heaven, praise God. But what are you doing in the meantime? Right? Come on now. <laughs> it's about the quality of your life. What are you giving God while you are here? So it's not just for you to be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, been baptized, been to the water, all of that, and you working in the church, right? Yeah, yeah. Then your body is not representing the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. If you think about the army, our our armed forces, right? You recognize them by what? Their uniform. Mm -hmm. You recognize them by their creed, their code. How do you recognize the people of faith? I'm with not saying suits. you have. I'm just saying with suits and hats. <laughs> it, come on now, come but, on. Now. I mean, but that is that's true. I mm-hmm. never felt a part of the church because I knew I could not wear a suit. If you look mm-hmm. at me, I'm small, you guys. I mm-hmm. literally, physically, cannot fit in the normal. If I go to the store, I cannot <laughs> get a suit. You know what I'm saying? I uh-huh. can't. 
So I just felt like, oh my gosh, I'm canceled out. I'm not mm-hmm. saved because I cannot wear what my grandma wears. Come on. But that's on. not God. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But yeah. I feel like what happened, especially in America, against if we're going to be honest, we have to be honest 100%. Against the Black community was so much false religious yes. standards that crept yeah. its way in there. And we knew we knew that with slavery, but we didn't recognize it now. Exactly. It's, it's, I mean, it's being pulled. Like, mm-hmm. hold up. Mm-hmm. Maybe we not as close to God as we thought we were. Mm-hmm. But this stuff is still coming out today now i have no problems with the church let's be clear i love my church i love the people of god but what i'm exposing is that religious spirit that's sending us straight to hell because we think we're doing all of the things we're checking them off the box but we ain't living holy and righteous with the word says we we believe that holy and righteous is that putting on that hat and showing up on Sunday Look and saying hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Looking the part. And you know, that's how I grew up. You know, I grew up in uh, the Church of God in Christ. And I love the good old grand old Church of God in Christ. And, but I didn't get saved until I was in my 30s. Okay. I got saved when I was 12. And I learned all the, I'm going to call it religious legalism. Because mm-hmm. you can't wear this. You can't put on this. You can't. Listen, I grew up and, and went to elementary school and and couldn't wear pants that's what I'm talking about right so growing up in that and and just um (laughs) getting all the legalism of of I didn't have a relationship with God a true relationship with God when the word tells us he only commands us to do two things love God with your whole heart right mind soul body spirit right and love your neighbor as yourself if we can get those two things right Mm. all the rest of it falls in place but we add all these other things man does yeah kind of like the sadducees right and all yeah. these rules to where it's so far from what god is calling us to be and and to uh to exemplify as a follower of christ hmm we get lost in the the things and look in a certain way and how many numbers you brought in today and, oh my god and, and, you know, how many, all, all of this, and it's all about money. And, and and then when you get it all mixed up with prosperity preaching and all of that, but yeah. there's a place for all of that. But when we legalize it and you make people feel less than if you don't give, or you feel, you know, like you're not saved because you didn't wear pantyhose with your skirt today or whatever the case may be, just all that stuff that does not even matter to God. God is after our hearts. And that's why he deals with the heart. Man, the, the enemy deals with our mind. That's why we talk, that's oh, why the Bible says in Romans, you've got to renew your mind, transform your mind by the renewing. That means something you're constantly doing over and over and over daily. Because if you don't get the mind check, that thought will turn into a behavior, that behavior turns into your character. And before you know it, you're like, whoa, how did I get here? But that's when we spend time with God, getting to know him, building that relationship. God wants to be in relationship with us. Just like the person that you are, that you love or your significant other, your husband, your spouse, whatever, whoever they are, you know them because you spend time with them. 
And spending time may not necessarily mean physically, but you talk to them. You yeah. know what they like. You know what they don't intimately. like. God intimately. And intimately. that's what God wants from us. Yeah. Spend time. Make room for me. And here's what I found. When I make room for him, he Ooh. always makes room for me. Absolutely. It's a difference. And ladies, I've struggled with that very thing. Being a mom, housewife. Look, I'm at home 24-7. I um been homeschooling the kids like I don't have breaks mm-hmm. I'm never off and I struggled with God because I did not want to give up more time that's how I felt I said no I can't wake up early I'm so tired <laughs> I'm exhausted but let me tell you something whenever I've made time like sacrificial time like this is real mm-hmm. it hurt me to do this yeah. I'm tired yeah. when I made time I've always had the energy I needed for today. <laughs> it would be amazing. Like, who is this woman? I would be in joy. The house would be clean every single time. I'm not kidding. Yeah, yeah. Because he can redeem the time. He's God. You, that's good. <laughs> he redeems the time. He will make, you know, and, and I'm like you. Uh, and I've been home for a while, but I still didn't have my time together. I was, seemed like I was running out of time. Mm-hmm. And then God told me to start waking up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like, Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. And then what happened to your time though? Yeah. And I don't even have an alarm. I just wake up. Come on now. And I said, okay, God. And when I tell you spending that time with him and, and I don't get legalistic about the time. Oh, I got to spend an hour on my knees or I got to do. It's just whatever God wants to do. Just having a conversation or it could be just some worship music. It could be me reading. It could be me writing, journaling, you know, yeah. just having that, that time, giving him my first fruits of my day. Mm. I tend to get everything done. And I always know when I'm off kilter because I'm like, oh my gosh. That's what it was. I didn't do, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't give him my first fruits. And that's how he deals with me. Now, some people, now let's not get legalistic again. I keep wanting to say this because I thought if you didn't get up and you didn't pray for 45 minutes to an hour and pray in the spirit and all that type of thing. No, it's not that. If your time is in the evening, whenever God says it could be in the middle of the day, just be obedient to, to his call. That's it. Because yeah. it goes Every back to relationship yeah. and that intimacy. Rarely will we like not spend time with our children or not spend time with our spouses especially if mm-hmm. we care about them if we don't care about them okay then we ain't talking to you <laughs> we're not talking to the you know you, you got some issues but um rarely do you just not feed your dog or something you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. right. it's a balance to it so mm-hmm. illegalism makes you do something or you're going to go to hell. That's what I'm understanding. Yes. But a relationship, you want to do it. Right. That's you're the exactly difference. Right. That's beautiful. You're exactly right. Um, and, you know, going back to when you were talking about the church and you love the church and all that, um, I, um, and to the church has a place. I do understand about, you know, forsaken, not this, and that was always the word. But if you're, if I'm not, uh, getting stronger in my faith if I'm not you know um I feel like it's I'm going out of obligation Mm. and not out of service Mm. or out of my my loyalty to Christ then I gotta check why am I going what am I doing if I go and I'm not even opening my bible 
And I'm just, I don't know. I just, for us, we, it was a wake up call and I felt bad, but at the same time, I felt free because I can't continue to feed at a table where I'm not uh, able to digest the food, if you know what I mean, right? Mm -hmm. And so again, nothing against people that do and stay or whatever, but I had to be free. Because when my journey of freedom, I will never be bound again. I will never purposely get to that place where I know where God has brought me from. I'm not going back there. So I'm going to heed his voice. And how do I heed his voice? I know his voice because, when, like you said, spending time with him, being intimate with him, getting in his word. I just mm -hmm. ordered me a new study Bible um, to learn to do this soap method that one of our uh, coaches, you know, uh, showed us how to do courage. And I'm just so excited because I never learned how to study the word of God. Mm -hmm. Oh, I knew when I was having and going through something, or if I wanted to learn more about something, how to go into the scripture and find things like that. But as far as studying the word of God and like eating every single yeah. day yeah. to feel my spirit, man, to feed my spirit, man, that's the part where I need to get better at. And I'm so thankful for God's, for God's gratefulness and his grace uh, because child, I'm 54 years old and I'm still learning, learning my, my Lord and Savior and how, how can I best serve him? How do I show up him? How do I understand the plans he has for me? How mm -hmm. do I make sure that I'm hearing his voice and not you know, the voice of the enemy? How do I make sure that I'm walking in the path that he has designed and laid out for me? I've got to spend time with him. That is so key. I'm glad you uh, made that point because I just want you guys to know that just because it says church doesn't mean it's a church. Mm -hmm. And we really wouldn't know what we're looking for in the church we don't understand the position of a church or pastor or deacon we don't understand none of that but it comes from the word miss mm -hmm. jennifer really honed in on you have to know the voice of the lord yourself because you can go to church but not every church is representing him i'm telling you that right now Amen. and i haven't had too many terrible experiences at church actually i i haven't but the wisdom that God has shown me when I first got saved, I just wanted God. And what did that look like for me? I would literally spend hours a day. This is something I wanted to do. It was just me and my baby girl. I had plenty of time to spend with the Lord. <laughs> so, so that's what I did. I would just read. I would pray. I would worship. And then if church was open, I was there. Mm -hmm. I consumed myself. And God, and see, I was 19. So a normal 19 year old would be at the club, drinking, smoking, doing all of the things that I previously were was doing. But when mm -hmm. I got, uh, when I had my baby girl, I got saved. All of this is around the same time. Mm -hmm. it, it changed. I mm -hmm. said, I didn't desire those things instantly. Nope. I'm doing something different. And so church was my club if, mm -hmm. if you need a mindset I was there I was just craving the Lord but the thing was is that I did my time with him first so when I went I I didn't go to every church yeah. I went 
knowing that God was leading me somewhere, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, you know, for, for, for me, thinking my, my husband, um, he was a, an officer in the Air Force. And so we traveled and lived overseas for eight years. And we've been at four or five different bases. And so would always get involved with the chapels. But when we went overseas and found a church that um, it was a non-denominational church, first time I heard that word. And it was like, I got saved all over again because I was mm -hmm. like, um, how do you study the word of God? How do you, <laughs> you know, because I was just, you grow up singing in a sunshine band and, you know, all those things that's uh, in, in church. And then God had to take us overseas. And I truly believe he did that so that we could find him mm. because my husband grew up um, uh, African Methodist AME and, you know, they have their list of ways of doing things. And, and let me just say this, I'm not, no shade on any of that. Right. But at the same time, we got so caught up in denominational traditions, if you will, that sometimes it took away from God, I'll say it. Yeah, exactly. So when we went overseas and uh, we were in a Bible study, I'll never forget. And it's just like hitting them. Like, I've never studied in a Bible study like this before. It was, you actually get to ask questions. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It was always just whoever was teaching, you just consume yeah. it and there you go and go on your way. But I never was changed. So that was the difference for me when we went overseas and how um, when you have an encounter with God, Mm, 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 there talk about it <laughs> be a change in you in some form or fashion there should be uh, a, a rhema spirit something should awaken in your spirit when you have a true encounter with him something has to change you cannot stay the same and i'm not saying you have to be way down there in the miry clay so to speak you just it could just be a shift in your mindset it could be you just being kinder. It could be you saying, I'm so sorry. It could be you stopping and thinking before you say what you want to say. And, you know, if, if you, you know, it could be you understanding the word saying, being slow to speak, right? Even if you're in anger, it could be you saying, I need to uh, go and help my fellow neighbor. Whatever it is, when you have an encounter with him, with God, you cannot stay the same. You just can't. Because if you are, in my opinion, and my humble opinion, I'm not a pastor, I'm in, all of that. And you you say you have an encounter with God and you go back and you still do the things you did before. I don't know who you encountered, but that, that's not him because God will change you. His word will change you. His word will pierce your very heart into being and doing and experiencing what he wants you to be, do and experience. And it's no longer you. You do it because of the God in you. And you understand that you're just his vessel. You're just the clay that he is molded into whatever your fingerprints were designed to do. So if you are a, a housewife managing that home with a spirit of excellence, if you are a person who works outside the home and you still have to do the things you have to do for your family, whatever God has you in what capacity, he gives you what you need to do that, whatever it is, with a spirit of excellence because of his grace, his mercy, and what he has implanted in us. When we spend time with him, he will reveal how wherever you are in life, 
is why you're there and where and the reason why you need to be there. You're you're where exactly where you're supposed to be. Period. And so, so enjoying that space where you are and not trying to look so far ahead, I had yeah. to learn this. Yeah. You can't even enjoy where God has you right now. Mm. Be grateful. Be grateful where you are. That's all he requires of us. Think about it. We owe him a praise. He said, <laughs> he is in John, God says, the Lord says, he is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth, right? Not because um, God doesn't have anything to worship him in spirit. He said the rocks will cry out, right? I mean, the trees, the breeze, everything praises him. But because we're made in his image, he wants that communication. He wants that relationship with us. And all he wants us to do is give him a praise. Thank you, God. Have an attitude of gratitude every single day. I don't care. When I wake up in the morning as I'm, Lord, I thank you that I have water to brush my teeth. God, I th I'm just thanking him for everything. I walk in, God, I thank you that I have water in my refrigerator. God, I thank you that I'm walking on, in a home that, uh, that uh, you know, have shelter, have food, have clothing. It doesn't matter. Just thank him. It didn't have to be big. It didn't have to be, it could be anything. God wants our praise. He wants our thanks. And he wants us to be appreciate him. Think about it. We want to be appreciated, right? Mm -hmm. And he's done so much for us. And all he requires is that we, you know, live for him, worship him, praise him, thank him, and just help others to, to find him. So... I don't even know why we went that way, but that's I okay. <laughs> because I'm, I'm learning that, like, especially at the end of the classes, um, I think really last week is when it hit me. I wasn't honoring God with my praises because I just kept feeling like I wasn't winning. Mm. I just started looking to the left looking to the right and I'm like God nobody sees what I'm doing nobody knows all the accomplishments and I had to check myself like he didn't even have to fully speak it was me checking my own self I said I can't I can't fully say I'm not winning because I am doing a great work you are doing every single day so I just started sharing my wins yes like it doesn't even matter like, I'm not even looking for the praises anymore. You just need to know how good my God is because he's doing it. He's doing a great work. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, yes. And he will finish that work. You know, I'm reminded of that, the scripture too. He that began to work in you will finish it now. for the day. We can so. get discouraged. Yeah. Because it don't look the way we thought. And see, when God tells us something, we take that thing and run with it. And we don't fully understand because I guarantee you when it shows up, it's like, oh, this is what you were talking about? Because I missed it. <laughs> oh, yes. And if we just stay in our names, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It yes, just doesn't true. unfold how mm -hmm. we thought it was going to unfold, but he did tell us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He did. <laughs> he, he he surely did and we have to be careful not to fall into that uh that enemy called distraction right and mm -hmm. distraction comes from fear and uh distraction is the the uh number one enemy of of fear and we'll start doing all this and distraction can lead us into comparison comparison distraction can lead us into um doing all the other things and not doing 
the one thing that we need to do. Come on now. And, um, and God, I'm just like, we just got to eat the frog. And, and, you know, I'm talking to myself and telling on myself, I've been writing this book for two years <laughs> and I'm on the last chapter. And it's just like, Jennifer, just get it done. Yeah. And I don't know. I know it's a distraction. It's a block and I'll end up doing something else. So I'm, I'm receiving that right now, Lord, I'm receiving it. Just get it yeah. done. Um, but anyway, so God's amazing and he has things for us to do. And we just have to honor him uh, with our time by giving him first fruits of something. He just, he just wants our time. He just wants to commune with us. He wants that relationship and he wants to be our friend. And even in that, I had to, to understand that it's not the old God, thou, the, I talk to God, like I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. But I wasn't taught that way growing up that you could come to him like that. You know, when he even said, come as you are mm -hmm. with all the examples of how people met Jesus in Ooh, their everyday tell life. About it. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, I can't go to God this way. I need to make sure mm -hmm. um, I, I, I have this on and make sure that I kneel a certain way. And it's like, stop. Once again, yeah. a distraction. Yeah. Whatever is stopping us from getting to God, the fastest way to get to him is just give him your heart. Yeah, but just let go just of go all that stuff. Yes. And just cry out to him because he hears. But here's what I do know. God is a filler. He is not a forcer. Mm. He will fill you up, but he will not force himself on you. We have to invite him in. He's a gentleman. We welcome the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way in me. God, it's because of you that I live, move, breathe, and have my being. So I invite you this day, right now, to do as you will. I yield my will to you so that you would have your way in my life. That's an invitation. You don't just wake up and say, okay, well, well what you going to do, God? And then we do our own thing and want God to bless it. <laughs> Glory to God. It's so much. Look, you're going to have to come back. It's oh, so I much. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Praise God. Praise God. I, I really appreciate the invitation. I love sharing uh, about God and just this newness and, and just knowing that God has so much more in store for us because we can't even imagine it. I just mm -hmm. want to walk in freedom. I want to walk in faith. I want to walk in forgiveness, walk in my health, so I can continue to be and do and experience this abundant life that God has for me. And that yeah. was another limiting belief. Uh, you, you know, that John 10, 10, that, un, that, un, uh, that just talks about being full of the spirit. No, that's not at all it is. Mm -hmm. So knowing God for yourself and allowing his spirit, the Holy Spirit to resonate with you and to, to talk with you um, helps us to understand that everything that God has for me in that word, I'm coming for it. Yeah. It's already mine. I just have to receive it. So thank you for having me on your show. I'm super excited. And yes, um, I want you to come on my show as well. So we can, uh, yes, raise the praise. We cannot talk enough, especially in our community, the African-American community, the Black community, about uh, these very things that we can be free from all this religious legalism and just be free in him because if he, when he sets us free, my word says we are free indeed. So mm -hmm. I don't have this bondage. I don't have this these chains on me that keeps me from being and, and doing what God is calling me to be in the way that he created me to do it. Amen. So yep. thank you so much.
Thank you. Where can we find you, Miss Jennifer? We have got to follow you. Thank you. Well, you can find me on Facebook um, at, you know, just Jennifer Bell. I do have a, uh, a Facebook group called Choose to Praise, and you can go to choosetopraise.com, C-H-O-O-S-E, the number two, praise.com, and get there. And also, you can follow me on my podcast, Raise the Praise, on uh, all the uh, podcast outlets. And I can't wait to have Sharice on my podcast so we can finish the conversation. We'll complete it over there as well. Yay! Look, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for the invitation. And you guys, I just want you all to know, if you are listening, then that means God is speaking. Often I just heard and some of it I received, some of it. I reject it because I, I didn't feel, oh, here we go again, these feelings. I didn't feel like God could use me to that capacity. I didn't feel that I could be completely free. I didn't feel like I could be beautiful. And that's my method. If you're a woman, I think you're already beautiful. I don't I don't know why we can't accept how beautiful we are. It's nothing wrong with beauty. So um, you guys are beautiful. You guys are lovely. And hang in there step into what god has for you and that's not selfish Uh -uh. miss jennifer are you still on here it's me Oh, what I do now is after losing the weight, now I love sharing it with others. Yep. Okay. So you want me to just keep going or? Yeah, you you can pick up wherever you feel led to. Okay. Well, that's that's a good reason we can cut some things out. But well, anyway, uh, 